Hello. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. This is episode 53. It is called Flashback Friday. What up? <laughs> I'm coming to you from my bed today, my luxurious bed. I wonder if you wish that you were in bed. Maybe you are in bed. <laughs> Ooh, look at us. Ooh. <laughs> Um, I have some meditation offerings to tell you about. Uh, on Tuesday, the 30th of July, 8 p.m., I have a 45-minute evening meditation to prepare your mind, body, and soul for a nice restful sleep. On Wednesday, I have a lunchtime yoga, a nice quickie 30-minute meditation from 12.15 to 1.15 p.m. Nice little lunch break one. And, uh, yeah, you can register for those at www.lucidyoga.ca slash classes. Our classes are at Homestead Coworking, little community classes up on the second floor there of the Alberta Block Building, 10526 Jasper Ave, Suite 202. The boardroom where we do the classes is just right in uh, the, the front entrance, basically. Um, there's a front desk and the boardroom is right beside it. So easy to find. Uh, if you're coming to the 8 p.m., it's after hours, so I'll meet you down right at the door. Easy peasy, I'll guide you in. Yeah, classes are 10 bucks each. I mean, we ask that people pre-register online because we only have room for like 10 students a class. And yeah, Kim and I from Lucid Yoga, we both work at Alberta Health Services. And... We have decided for our classes, mine and Kim's, not Amy or Jess, we're going to be offering 10% off to all Alberta Health Services employees. So um, message me about that if you are an AHS employee and I'll get you hooked up with a discount code and it'll be sweet because <laughs> you know us, you know, um, especially in EMS, we need some wellness, right? We need to get our head right. Oh yeah. So this poem. This poem, Flashback Friday. I feel like I, I feel like it's underrated for me. I feel like it's not the most lyrical poem. It's pretty on the nose, uh, but I feel like it does need some explanation. So I'm really excited that I have this opportunity here on this podcast to tell you about it and unravel it with you. Yeah. So yeah, here we go. This one, this poem is called Flashback Friday. Waking up late, with no clean underwear, no time for breakfast, or a single second to ready yourself for the worst day of your life is not a curse, but a blessing. Yeah, not a curse, but a blessing. And you know what? I literally just recorded this whole entire podcast, and I was on such a roll. <laughs> and I was like, I'm nailing this. This is so good. And... I look over and it didn't actually record the entire, like I had 43 seconds of my intro that had, um, yeah. So I was, I was just talking to myself in my bedroom, <laughs> which is, uh, just cool. Um, which is interesting because of what I was talking about at the time and we'll get to it. It seemed kind of like a, a little wink from the universe, you know? Okay. Well, all right. So. This poem, I really love it because 
I think about it all the time in moments of uh, like being in a really bad headspace, you know, when you have a lot of irritation built up and like everything, everything is annoying you, Um, which in post-acute withdrawal syndrome, which was basically the entire book, you know, Pick Your Poison Volume 1 took place between like negative one month sober and six months sober. So that's extremely early recovery, right? Like that's the most volatile time there is. And it it certainly felt like it. Uh, Post-acute withdrawal syndrome, I've talked about a lot, but this is one of them that that sticks out for me where, um, you know, post-acute withdrawal syndrome really felt like PMSing for, for six months. And honestly, I think it's over for me now. Like I'm, I'm over, over two years sober now. And I, I think, (laughs) I think pause has left me alone. (laughs) And I, I feel like I can't blame it (laughs) for those times that I kind of slip into bitch mode, you know, (laughs) that's my own real body doing that. Um, so yeah, I think that I'm done with it, which is great. But if you're not, I fucking feel you. It is, it's harrowing. (laughs) Um, it's, it's a pretty trying process and it, I feel like, I don't know, over the past year, I've had some trouble with my PMS symptoms and they've really been quite difficult mentally to deal with for four days ish I enter into this really nightmarish mindscape I call it doomsday brain and everything everything it's like being trapped in a small box with my ego you know and it's it's so critical of everyone around me and myself and everything feels like the end of the world and like my relationship is crumbling and my job is crumbling and just everything is crumbling around me, you know, which is, it's not true. It's not the case at all. I'm just like in this headspace where it feels like it is and it's always temporary, you know, and menopause has been coming up as a topic in my friend groups and my, my work circles as well. I've got friends and, and co-workers who are going through it. And it all seems kind of like the same, right? Like the wild hormones. Like that. And um, in really terrible PMS. But then also like uh, in post-acute withdrawal syndrome. And I feel like we who have gone through that are incredibly lucky because we have experience with this prolonged roller coaster of ridiculousness. And we have such an opportunity to to gain knowledge and insight and experience from that to to then rely on later. And I mean I feel like I have a ways to go. I'm 27 years old, but you never know. There is a, there is uh, early menopause. 
I know my friend went through it like a just recently and she's in her early 30s so you know who, who knows right uh but yeah so this is kind of what that poem is about it is about knowing that you have a really tough day ahead of you something really really hard the worst day of your life type thing and you know because of with your experience with the post-acute withdrawal syndrome that you are going through, the pause you're going through, that, at least for me, I needed to be fed and watered and sleep like clockwork or else we entered into, like, meltdown mode, you know? So it's kind of like where, you know, if you're having some sort of body pain and you know at the very first sign of the body pain, be it chronic back pain or whatever, or like very bad menstrual cramps, you have to nip it in the bud immediately. You know, you have to take that ibuprofen right now. <laughs> you cannot wait. You cannot do the thing where, oh, maybe, you know, maybe it actually won't be this bad this time, you know? Maybe, maybe this is just all it is. Maybe it won't get worse than this. That's a lie. You're telling yourself a lie. <laughs> Take the painkiller, you know? Like, because if you don't, it's just going to feel like your uterus is trying to rip itself out of your body. And in this case, this is like your mind is trying to rip itself out of your body if you don't feed it on time. If you don't water it on time, if you don't get enough sleep, it's ir it seems irreversible, you know, <clears throat> you get into this doomsday brain and, and there's nothing to be done. So this poem is about how you have a really um, shitty day ahead of you. It's going to be really fucking hard and you know that you need to get ample sleep. You need to wake up at a certain time so you have a good amount of time to like get ready, eat breakfast, mentally prepare yourself, maybe like meditate, you know, just really have some time to yourself and then proceed with the terrible, the terribleness. <laughs> so in this case though, you miss your alarm and you're waking up already, like your heart is pounding out of your chest Every nerve in your body is firing at, like, on overdrive. You feel like you've just been electric shocked. And you're like, holy fuck, I'm going to be late. You only have five minutes to get out the door. You don't even have time to brush your hair or shower. You literally just throw it up into a bun or a ponytail or mess it up if you're a man or whatever. I don't know. But... You don't have, and then you realize, like, you don't even have an outfit that you can wear. You don't have any clean underwear. You're like, can I wear this one inside out? Should I go commando? Eventually you decide to wear a bathing suit bottom. <laughs> you don't have time to eat, even though, I don't know about you, but I wake up starving every single day. I don't know what that is. Um, my nutritionist tells me it's normal. <laughs> I, like, am ravenous the second I wake up and I need to eat immediately. And during this... 
like now I can like go for hours and it won't affect my mental state. But in this, in this pause situation, mm -mm. if I was starving when I woke up, I was eating like spaghetti at 530 in the morning because I needed it. (laughs) Are any of you like that? I'm not like that. I don't know. Um, I am like that. What did I say? I said I wasn't. I don't know. (laughs) I am like that. I need the food. Uh, But yeah, so you've just been thrown into the fire, right? You've woken up. Everything is shitty. And you're like, how the fuck am I going to face this day? How the fuck am I going to do this now? Sober. Everything in you has been flipped like a switch. You feel like your body's been lit on fire. You are... The alarm bells are going off. Ding, 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 ding in your head. And you're triggered already. You're like, I am so anxious. I'm so nervous. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I do not want to do this. And you're thinking, if only I could just have a drink to take the edge off. But you know, you're like, fuck. This is the hard stuff. This is the stuff that I must get through. And so, like, you you go in the hallway. You, like, press the elevator button. If you live in an apartment, I don't know. Maybe your key breaks in the fucking door. Like, I don't know. Just everything just snowballs in this terror day. And <clears throat> you... You get in your car, and it seems like everyone is going, like, one kilometer an hour. And you don't even, you don't know. And you're getting stuck behind people, and you hit every single light, and maybe you get a flat tire. I don't know. Like, you, everything is wrong. Everything, you get stuck behind a train. Everything is wrong. And you're, the whole time you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. I can't be late. I can't be late, but I'm going to be late. And you know what? I truly believe that late doesn't really actually exist. I believe that everything happens with perfect timing. I feel like we're all sort of these... I feel like the universe is an air traffic controller. And we're all planes in the sky. And the universe is directing us where to go, how high to fly, how low to fly, when to land, um, where to go. Because if they're not doing that, then we crash. And I feel like if we're in our car and we're driving and we get stuck behind a train, the train is purposeful. It keeps us from moving forward because if we move forward, maybe we will crash You know, maybe we'll hit a pedestrian. Maybe we will get into a car accident. Maybe we'll run over a piece of glass and get a flat tire. Once I started kind of believing believing this to be true, I would be in my car going to, like, my hair stylists, like, going to get my hair done. And I'd be like, shit, I have 15 minutes to get there. I think I can make it, but I might be a little late and I really don't want to be late. And I would, I would be late, you know, technically by the clock. (laughs) I'd get there at like five or 10 after the agreed upon time. And 
I'm stressed because I don't like to um, disrespect people's time. So I, I arrive and I'm nervous. And she opens the door and she's like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm late. And she's like, no, honestly, I, my last client ran longer than expected or I had to take out an important phone call or I'm glad because I really needed a bite to eat. There's always something where we are actually more in sync when I surrender to the idea that lateness does not exist. And I will arrive at the time that I am supposed to arrive. And it will align perfectly. And it may not look like that, right? I say that and I can imagine people showing up and being reprimanded for being late for work or entering into a meeting halfway through and being disruptive. I understand that uh, it doesn't always look perfect right away, but it is perfect. And yeah, let yourself off the hook a little bit, I think. Like, of course, be be respectful, but in that moment, when you're, when you're in that car and you're racing down the road and it's impossible to be present, right? All you're thinking about is getting to your destination. You're freaking out. You're driving recklessly. You're not really paying attention because your brain is, is, is a hundred blocks down the road, but your body is in the car. You know, you, it's dangerous that way. You're angry. And when we're angry, we're not lucid. You know, we, we do things that can be dangerous. So, yeah, try that next time. Every When you're in the car and it's irritating as hell, try saying this is happening with perfect timing. Maybe you're in the car right now and, and you're frustrated and you just want to get to where you need to go. Are you even hearing me saying these things if your head is 100 blocks down the road, 10 blocks down the road, one block down the road? Come back. Come back into your body and be present. Be here. Because your destination does not exist until you get there. So be here. And... Yeah, this whole thing, it sounds like a curse, right? You wake up, you feel like garbage. All you want to do is drink. You don't want to do whatever you it is that you have to do. You don't want to do it. You really don't want to do it, but you have to. And everything is going wrong. And you feel cursed. You feel like the universe is fucking against you right now. You're like, why is this happening to me on today of all days? But that's because it's perfect. You know, this is an opportunity that has been gifted to you. This is a moment where you get to say, I'm going to rise to the occasion. I'm going to take this as a challenge and I'm going to see what I'm capable of in this moment where I feel like garbage and everything is bad. I am going to rise above it. I'm going to rise above it. Yeah. It's it's a freeing thing when we can reframe 
these terrible things and see them as opportunities. What we can be with, we can go beyond. Your irritation is not you. Your anger is not you. It's an emotional reaction to what's happening. And, and sometimes, especially in early recovery, it's, it's, it's uncontrollable. You know, you just have to ride it. You have to go with the flow, literally. And that flow is like a coursing river. And you feel like as you surrender to the current, you might drown. But it's kind of like a, a riptide or something, you know? They say, don't fight it. Let it take you. But then exit out the side. So maybe that's not the best uh, analogy. <laughs> But the fight against it, the fight against it is what makes things worse. It makes it harder to accept your circumstance, frees you, uh, to, to look at things with expectation just sets us up for failure. If we see a day and we see it going exactly a specific way and it doesn't meet our expectation of that, it's not the day's fault. It's our fault for having the expectation. If we can take things as they come and see them and accept them and always be flexible and, and nimble around these things, we're free from getting into these little uh, anger, irritation corners of our mind. And I know it's not that easy. I know it takes a lot of work. But being forced into this really, really tough situation, I think about it all the time when I have these days where I'm like, holy shit, everything is going wrong. I take moments to breathe and I remind myself that if I can rise above all of these little moments, I'll be stronger for next time. It won't hit me as hard next time. I'll know what to do next time. Everything, it's like a, tr it's like boot camp, you know? Like everything is training. Everything is a training exercise to get stronger and to, to find it easier next time. So that as life comes at us, we're prepared. And we can handle it. And we don't hurt the people around us. We don't lash out. We don't accidentally get into car accidents because we're angry and irritated and road ragey. And hangry. <laughs> you know, we don't yell at our spouses. We don't yell at our kids. It's important, right? Nice boom of thunder right there for you. Don't know if you can hear it, but it's nice. We have an opportunity to heal ourselves every day. 
we have the opportunity to choose the right next step. Every decision we make puts us on a trajectory of either repeating the same stuff or healing and and leveling up to the next to the next thing. Everything is an opportunity. Everything, even not having clean underwear is an opportunity. Take it. See what you can do with it. It was such a wonderful moment in my relationship where we both kind of reached this emotional maturity where we very rarely take out our frustrations on each other. And and that's really cool. We can recognize that it has nothing to do with each other. And that person is there to support you and help you. They're not a punching bag. And it's really good to be able to have somebody in your life who knows that too, who can say, hey, you're really upset right now and you're taking it out on me, so what's going on? You know, and not taking offense to it, knowing that it's not personal. I'm still working on that. (laughs) Not taking things personally. (laughs) Yeah. I love this poem. I think about it all the time. Every time I'm faced with something difficult, I think about it. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Why didn't I just set my alarm properly, you know? Why didn't I just lay out my outfit the day before? Why didn't I make my lunch? Why didn't I just pre-make a breakfast that I could have in the morning? Why didn't I buy granola bars? I've been reminding myself to buy granola bars for for all the years that I've been alive, and I still have not done that. Like, wouldn't it be easier if I just had things stocked in my cupboards that I could just eat instead of being like, oh, what am I going to do today? I don't know. (laughs) (sighs) My friends, find an opportunity today in a moment where you feel negative, frustrated, irritated, annoyed, angry. Find an opportunity there to transform it into... I could either get hooked on this and go spiraling down. And I know sometimes it's kind of delicious, right? To take that thing and and just go to somebody else and be like, oh, let me complain about this to you. And, And you kind of run the risk of becoming an energy vampire at that point, don't you? And I think we can all agree that nobody likes an energy vampire. We're all trying to avoid them, right? And so if you go down this, I mean, it's, it's always good to vent and talk to people about your emotions and like help, ask for help wrapping your head around them. But complaining for just the sake of complaining, I've had to an- analyze that in myself. Like, why am I doing this? What is the purpose of me going to this person? What am I trying to get out of this? Am I just trying to, am I trying to take them down with me? And then we just kind of like bitch at each other about everything? Or are we trying to solve it? Or am I just saying, I just need to voice this. I don't need anything from you. 
it's it's kind of nuanced, I think. But I enjoy in myself that I'm looking at it. And it helps me. It helps me gain space. And I like to, to understand why things happen and why I feel the way I feel. I like to unravel things. Can you tell as I am unraveling all my poems to you <laughs> over the internet? <laughs> ah, yes. Find an opportunity today, my friends. It's been a pleasure ch chatting with you here about this poem, Flashback Friday. Waking up late with no clean underwear, no time for breakfast or a single second to ready yourself for the worst day of your life is not a curse, but a blessing. Until next time.